0: The show begins. Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with the Spirit of EQ, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. Today's episode is On the Outside Looking In.
1: Life is a journey. Spirit of EQ helps shape and guide the road ahead for individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations striving to realize their full potential through emotional intelligence. Spirit of EQ is a coaching and consulting company that assists individuals and businesses to reach their full potential by developing emotional intelligence. In business, managers and leaders recognize the value of training to develop leadership skills. What they may not realize is that those skills are far more effective when they pay attention to not only performance but also to people. Emotional intelligence is a crucial skill because people drive performance and emotions drive people.
0: Joining me as always is Jeff East with The Spirit of EQ. Hi Jeff, how are you? Hi Eric. You know, Jeff, I was thinking about this episode um, some time ago about outside looking in, and you know the, the the image that comes to my mind is imagining you know when you're you're rushing to get to a store and it's like just before nine o'clock, and at least around where we live, typically nine o'clock is when many of the stores close, and you're you're, you're trying to hightail it there, but you're too late, mm-hmm. and you get to the window and you can see the merchandise whether it's sporting goods or whether it's something else, you know, and you're going, I got to go, I got, I can't go in.
1: Mm-hmm. It's closed and doors right. are locked. Yeah, Am I even close there? Yeah, it's, it's, that's a very good analogy because what I'm talking about is when you as a person or are on the outside looking into a group to a, um, something that's happening that, you know, you might want to really be involved in that. You might really want to be involved with those people. But for some reason, it's locked, you know, like the door to the store is. Well, you know what? Uh, that that makes me think, uh, Jeff.
0: Uh, right now in our work in 2020, mm-hmm. um, fall of 2020, um, virtually close to 100% of the work we do is all virtual. And I, I know as a company, we were used to doing a lot of virtual, even pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. However, I wasn't expecting 100%, and I have found myself lately kind of going, man, if we could just maybe have one or two where it can be face-to-face.
1: You know, it it's funny. In a way, we're. if you're doing a one-on-one on Zoom, it's not as bad. But if we're doing a group, yes. I, I don't feel connected to that group if I'm doing it virtually. yeah. Uh, I think you're the same way. I, I get energy when I'm in the room with people. Um, I I I feel like I can do a better job because I can, you know, they can ask me questions. They feel more comfortable. Or I can, oh, I'm losing them. Yeah. Uh, you know, what? Yeah. I, I feel like that. And mm-hmm. they probably feel the same way. So um, I know in a previous
0: episode, we, we talked about, you know, the idea about circumstances and, you know, things being out of your control and, and that kind of thing. I mean, there's not really much I can do about where we're at as it relates to meeting in person. So how does
1: that impact it as where you were going here? It, it, yeah, it really impacts a lot because I think that even makes the situation much worse. And it's hmm. it's more intense with people. Uh, they don't even have the opportunity to try to get inside. Yeah. So I, I think it's very telling. It's just It's just really weird right now. So – how about on that practical side of,
0: you know, social distancing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've got some people, friends and family who are very – they're huggers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pre-COVID, I would have thought, well, that's just how they are. They like to hug people when mm-hmm. they when they see you, you know, no big deal. But I, I see those people now and I can – it's like I can tell it's worn on them.
1: I kind of – Understand those people, you know. That's, you know, if I'm having a conversation, you know, a, a hand on the shoulder, or you know, I don't like not being able to shake a hand because that, that physical contact is important. Mm-hmm. And even that six feet we're supposed to to have, yeah, that's still distancing because you're aware of it. Right. It's it's. You're, so it's conscious. Yeah. It, you're. It's a separation. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, and and well, even things like the partitions that are getting put up in stores and things. I understand why they're there. Yeah. yeah. I don't like them. So when we think about how many people
0: feel like they're on the outside, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And and this is this is not a COVID pre post whatever thing Mm -hmm. because the reality is I think some people even in previous times have felt like they were on the outside looking in can you unwrap that a little bit about what that might mean sort of from an emotional standpoint
1: yeah what it what it does to the person is it lessens them Mm -hmm. um they they feel like they're not worthy of being with that group could that be uh, you
0: know jeff i i jumped there and i interrupted you yeah i I, I think about social media Uh uh-huh Right, and I, and I think about those. I've heard the stories and I've felt it at times where it seems like a certain person or a certain company, everything is going great. They don't have any problems. Everything is just coming up roses for them. And I look at my life and what I'm doing and I'm struggling or whatever.
1: Is that does that apply? Yeah, it can. Oh, you know, why am I not being that successful? Why don't I have that many friends? Again,
0: feeling like you're on the outside. Like
1: you're on the outside looking in. What have I done that caused this? Mm. I think there's a lot of that. Um, you know, there, there are some very obvious outside looking in, you know, racial issues, culture issues, mm-hmm. uh, economic standings. Um uh, those are the tough ones, but what we're talking about more is you know not those, but it's just individual, mm-hmm. uh, a person. Yeah. Because when we when we talk about all those big issues, we lose the people, we lose the person in them. Mm-hmm. The, individual. the individual. The individual has no part in it. Right. Right.
0: So, um, you know, I I th- I liken some of what you're saying, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, from a a race perspective, um, and some of this is mindset. Um, the feeling that, um, I don't belong. I don't, I don't, I don't fit. And I get that some of that is born out of environments, upbringing influences from multiple areas. It just really strikes me, though, you know, it's so vivid how you've described this, this idea that I may not necessarily be on the outside, mm-hmm. but if I feel that I am, and, and again, I use the idea about race, do I feel that I'm outside because of my race? And where did that come from? And you've used this before in other episodes, Jeff, this idea about exploring emotional literacy. Mm-hmm. Being able to explore your emotions. Well, why do you feel that you're on the outside? What has happened in your life that would cause that? Are you really, or have you decided that you are? All those different things. That exploration is, is a. It can lead to some great breakthroughs. But mm-hmm. to 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 that point, does emotional literacy is that is that kind of a competency to yeah. embrace?
1: That that could be one that that would really help. You know like you just said i i you know why am i feeling like this mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. explore it um, curiosity you know you, that's a word you use a lot and i yeah. agree with it you need to be curious with an open mind right no judgment no judgment especially yeah. of yourself yep. to discover it that's the only way you actually have an honest or real understanding of what's going on so you've mentioned this uh to
0: offline this idea about do I even really want to be a part of this group do yeah. I, do i do i is it really something that's important unwrap that a little bit
1: yeah uh, do I want to be a part of that group just because they're the in crowd or mm-hmm something like that you know what is my motivation and that's another one of the competencies intrinsic am, am I letting outside influence me you know everybody else that's cool is in that group you yeah. know I'm, I'm almost talking high school but right, right, right. you know what I mean yeah. uh, is that the reason I want to be in that group mm-hmm. I don't even know what happens in that group do I even you know d- do I really want that yeah it, it, it you might go through all the effort of becoming in that group and you go Wow, I don't like this. Well, here's what's interesting.
0: And Jeff, you know me well enough uh, from an Enneagram perspective. You know I'm a four, and the four is typically the individualist, Uh right? So I'm at this uh, conference, and um, it was a conversation, and it was about diversity and inclusion. And, you know, this one person was uh, talking about. Well, we just need to get that institution, that organization to, to be more open to people of color and, and, and get them to change how they operate and blah, blah, blah. And I could feel it coming up in me. My individualist said, Well, I, I can't say that here because we're not. A, we're not a. I, I said, You know what, what with them, mm-hmm. start your own system, start your own group. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't want to play with you, start your own. And, and I know that that's part of my wiring. So I want to be careful, audience. I, I, I understand some might say, but Eric, that's not as easy as you just said. And I agree with you. But I'm just telling you from my personality is that, Jeff, if you won't let me into your group, I'll go create a group. I'll find some mothers who will want to be in the group I'm in.
1: Well, I'm a nine on the Enneagram, and one of the definitions for that is called the peacemaker. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be upset or excluded. Yeah. So I can get myself in trouble. You would be the person to say, no, 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 Eric, come back, come yeah. back. I'm going to figure out a way so that you can be in our
0: group. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and I say this, um, Jeff, because when I, when I thought about your statement about do I really want to be a part of that um, – I just have this optimism that mixes with my individualist mindset Mm -hmm. that, you know what, again, if you want to close that door on me, if you want to say you're not allowed, then I'm going to say, I bet I can find some other smart, intelligent people that may look like me, may be from the same area as me, and we can put something together because we've got it in us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. and audience again, I'm I'm gonna stress to you, I know that's that's an Eric Penningtonism. I, I know it's not as easy as that, and I know there's all kinds of obstacles, but Jeff can attest,
1: I am that guy. And uh, I'm the one that's gonna try to get everybody into one big group.
0: Yeah. Uh so um think about uh the the navigating of emotions, right? Because you know, again, I can throw out those lofty statements that I just threw out and we can talk about, you know, um, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that. But Jeff, when the emotions are coming at you, sometimes at rapid fire, I mean, wouldn't it be great if emotions just like did one at a time, and they, they kind of go, well, your time's up, uh, Anger. It's my turn. I'm sadness, right? But right. It, it doesn't work that way. No, so it doesn't. what about the navigating of the emotions?
1: Well, and I've said this before every time we've talked about it. You have to know where you start before you can navigate, you know, I mean, yeah. like your GPS. Yeah. Um, so you need to have an understanding of what the emotions are. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the emotional literacy. What is is I truly saying or thinking? And we've also said this before. None of these competencies are standalone. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, you you might need to go to those other competencies to navigate it. You know, the intrinsic motivation mm-hmm. is this really important? If it's if you identify it's not, then you've navigated that emotion. You can move on. Uh, consequential thinking. Yeah. What will happen? You know what is the consequences of me joining that group, mm-hmm. or what is the consequences of me not joining that group? So that, those those will help you navigate through uh, what it is that is causing you the problems. Right, right. So from the perspective,
0: um, and and this is one that I, I feel uh, kindred to. Um. I've joked before, probably even in these, uh, some of these episodes, about, you know, I once was the, the most uh, aggressive judge, jury, and prosecutor on the planet of Eric, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the ideal of empathy. You know, some people, when they are on the outside looking in, Jeff, might feel like they should turn it and look back at themselves and go, well, what's wrong with me? And why I can't be very special if people won't let me in. So they begin to uh, allow that inner critic and that, that, that judge jury and prosecutor to Mm -hmm. have their way with it. So I want to start with self empathy a little bit Mm -hmm. and then maybe the empathy for others. right? Right. But in this case, the self empathy, because I think that's, that's a pretty powerful competency in more than a few people who are grappling with the feeling that maybe they're the problem
1: i think the person needs to start with some some self-examination mm-hmm. honest and and look at you know what is my worth what am i good at why yeah. why am i am the way i am and start building on that you know i i am worthwhile not being in this group it is not going to make me better. You know, just a lot of things like that that you can think about. What What will happen if I don't get in? Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm going to go ahead to what you said about empathy, empathy for others. Why are they feeling that way towards me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I might threaten them.
0: You know, you make such a great point there, Jeff. Um I was just thinking about my statement about being a four, being Mm -hmm. the individualist, Um, that can threaten people. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard, I've had it said to me, why can't you just do what we're doing? Why do you have to have a different perspective, right? So some of us, and it's not just the
1: fours of the world, but some of us, you're right, right? We might be threatening to the group. And it it could be threatening in a lot of different ways. You know, if it's a a band, Mm -hmm. you might be head and shoulders above them in your musicianship. Right. And you're just going to make them look bad.
0: And and don't expect, right, that most people are not going to verbalize, hey, Jeff, You really intimidate me because you're much more talented. So that's why I'm kind of being a little off-putting for you. And that's why I kind of really don't want you in the band, right? Most
1: people—those conversations rarely happen. And and if you said that rationally to the person, they go, well, thank you. I'm glad you appreciate—you know, that's a whole different—
0: Than saying, Jeff, uh, we're going to have to fire you. We're going to have to find a different bass player.
1: Mm Mm-hmm which is the normal
0: pathway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry this is not working out, so therefore. Uh, I think about employment situations, mm-hmm. right? That, that employers miss the opportunity to have a rational conversation of, hey, Eric, we, we, we value that you're an individualist, but sometimes it almost comes off like it's my way or I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. What could we do? Versus letting it build, 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 and then it explodes and it's like, well, I'm sorry, we're going to have to go in a different direction. Well, if you
1: can have that rational conversation, they'll feel empathy for you because they recognize who you are. And then if you're being rational, you'll recognize. And then
0: you're not operating under misunderstandings.
1: No, okay, I understand now. So you can come to a solution. Maybe it's not the best place or changing expectations. Yeah, yeah um so i think about um
0: others right mm-hmm. i mean we've kind of been on this path of thinking about in the individual mm-hmm. on the outside looking in so what about when we see people or observe or, or interact with people who are in that spot maybe we're already in the group there's mm-hmm. one example what then?
1: Once again, it's going to be self uh, exploration, self examination. Yeah. And you can only you can only do it for yourself unless there's some rules or something in the group. It's because mm-hmm. we're talking. We've been talking about like organized groups, but that's yeah. not everything, right? You know, social circles. There could be all kinds of things like mm-hmm. that. So unorganized things, but so you can only really. Examine yourself. Did I do something to exclude this person? You know, examine. Maybe I have a pattern with them that mm-hmm. maybe I'm not really excluding them, but they feel that. Or I really am, and why am I doing that? You mm-hmm. know, e- examine. You know, what have I done? Um, you know, just just try to figure out. You know, what is going on with that. Again, applying that curiosity, mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know, I can't stress enough, Jeff. And, and I've been on this sort of this riff for a while uh, with our clients: is that exhaust your curiosity before you enter into judgment. Mm-hmm. I mean, just exhaust it um, to the point of where you can get enough information to where you can have a at least. Enough information to be able to have a conversation about it.
1: Yeah, and and, and it could be something you know we talked about a band. Mm-hmm. In this case, maybe they they are not at the level of you know the band, mm-hmm. and it would be bad for them. But you didn't talk to them about that. Yeah, you know, practice, come back. We'll try it again. Yeah, we're using that example. So you. you what is, why is the reason they f- I'm making them feel that way? Or maybe I'm not the one. And then you might have to start paying a little bit more attention to what others are doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about it in light of if you observe um, unfair treatment of another individual – by a group mm-hmm. and, and as you said it's not just the organized group as in an employer um, it could be a family you know it could be a group of friends mm-hmm. um, some people find it easier to stand up for the person being excluded um, some people you know they don't they just they they kind of maybe they're they're they avoid it because they don't want the conflict or the potential of a conflict mm-hmm. But regardless of how you're wiring, what is maybe something that somebody in that situation that's observing it happen, what could they do? What what, what would be one tip you'd
1: give to people out there? Um I, I think it's important to go back to your noble goal. Mm-hmm. To understand, you know, what is important, what is what is the driving force behind Behind or driving my life. Yeah. What What are the things and say say what you, I, you just said it in an episode about the heartbreak, the things that give you heartbreak. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. The the things that break your heart are typically a clue to what your noble goal is.
1: So if you're if you feel heartbroken, if you feel that mm-hmm. that um, feeling for the other person. Or you might feel anger that it's you know whatever that is you know go back to that and examine it, and that will help drive you to what you would do, to, to how you would respond to it, and it it might be you might reevaluate the group and go, why am I here? You know.
0: Yeah, boy, that's a, that's a powerful one, Jeff. And um I can I can remember and this has probably been about maybe four or five years ago, um, you know, it was in a downtown area and I'm running late for an appointment with a potential client and um, very, very motivated to meet with this client, very, very motivated to quote, close the deal type thing. And there was a gentleman Who was standing? uh, It was underneath. um, It might have been a bus area, where shelter area. And he had had a sign up and said, "You know, Vietnam vet. um, You know, can you, whatever? Mm -hmm. I don't remember all the verbiage." And I was moving fast. You know, I'm running late. I want to meet this client. You know, I want to close this deal. And then I stopped. And I thought for a moment. How many people have passed by? You know, how many people were on their way to an appointment? How many people were on their way to close another deal? And I turned around and I said, Hey, have you eaten anything today? Just shook his head. I said, Come on. There was a bagel shop right in this area. Now, I'd love to tell you that I was just feeling great and all oh, just helping someone out, doing good for the—I was still feeling the pressure of maybe I, I'm going to be late. You know, first impression, I'll <laughs> be late. But at the same time, you know, he's hungry. He's, he hasn't eaten, right? Or at least appeared to. Mm-hmm. So just orders, gets food, and um, back out. And I get up there and I was late. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they didn't care. Never was spoken. Everything turned out fine. And I started to think, and you mentioned this with the outside looking in Mm -hmm. and observing somebody who's on the outside looking in. That taught me a lesson about really the value of those who are on the outside looking in. And the value of my pursuits. Mm -hmm. Just because in my head I may think, oh, I've got this and I got that and I got to do this and I got to accomplish that and then we got to go here and then we got to do this and then we're going to do that, you'll miss the very, very vital, most valuable things. And by the way, sorry, I'm interrupting because I know you're going to go somewhere. As an individualist, I am more wired to say, he can take care of himself. He's an adult. He can figure it out. My faith walk tells me it was God putting His finger on my shoulder and say, "Don't go any
1: further. Turn around." I need that. So, just full no, disclosure, you go. No, what's interesting when you do something like that, um, you could have just handed him some money, right? But you took the time to go in and make sure he had a meal. The meal was important, I'm sure. But what was more important, you included him. So for that few minutes, he wasn't on the outside. That's the important thing. Uh, I think I've mentioned here before, I've been involved in the Kairos prison ministry Mm -hmm. for years and years and years. And right now, it's shut down because of COVID. But – one of the things that we do with these inmates is even though they're inside the yeah. prison, yeah. they're really on the outside of society looking in. They they feel isolated, uh, left out, not worthy, all these kind of things. And one of the things on – the Kairos is a very organized, structured ministry that you follow. It's, it's amazing how it works. But one of the main components of it is we work on – making sure these guys understand that they're not forgotten. One of the ways is, you know, depending on the prison, we bring anywhere from three to twelve or 14,000 dozen homemade cookies into the institution. Everybody in the prison gets cookies. Uh, we have people that prepare their meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get letters from the team. Yeah, Some of these guys haven't had a letter in decades. And then the closing – People from the outside come in to the closing to show that there are people that you know. I, I, I'm at Lucasville, which is way down on the southern end of, of Ohio. There are people from all over the state driving down to spend that closing time with them. Yeah, and th- during those times, they are included. And that's one of the most important things that happen on these weekends. And I think that your point with that and and even, you know,
0: my story um, is this idea that um, I know I can't be all things to every person. I can't solve every problem. But I can do something where I'm given influence, where Mm -hmm. I'm given the opportunity. And it's a matter of whether or not we take those opportunities. So
1: you have a quote that uh, I think is pretty powerful.
0: You want to read that, Jeff?
1: Yeah, this is by Isabel Allen. I really didn't look up who, who she is, but I like this quote. Peace requires everyone to be in the circle, wholeness, and inclusion. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's great. And I think that quote's a good one to end on. Yes, it is. Everyone, we really appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you. We'll catch you we will be with you
1: again soon thank you everyone
0: hi everyone this is eric pennington with the spirit of eq i'm not introducing a new episode today i'm here to tell you some things that might help you jeff you're with me as always
1: so yes. how do people get in touch with us well the best way is just send us an email at info at spirit of eq.com that's awesome Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews and I'm notoriously bad
0: at asking for them, so reviews on all of the platforms wherever you
1: get your podcasts. Yes. Do you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us so to So we're, we're not the perfect podcast host. We're close. Okay, all but, right, but, but not, still. Not totally we want perfect. your feedback. We
0: want your feedback.
1: But it'll it also might uh, let us know a new subject hey we need to dig deeper into that so let us
0: know what you think cool we really appreciate that as always too there is social media linkedin facebook and we also have a youtube channel those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment a like or those kind of things just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us right jeff right
1: we appreciate you all thank you
0: Hi everyone, this is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today, I'm here to tell you some things that might help you.
1: Jeff, you're with me as always, so yes. how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at That's
0: awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them, so reviews
1: on all of the platforms wherever you get your podcasts yes. do you think that'd be good i think that would be great because one that will help us learn how to make better ones and it's always good for us to so hear- we're not the perfect podcast host we're close okay all but, right but, but not, still. Not totally we want perfect. your feedback we want your feedback but it'll it also might uh let us know a new subject hey we need to dig deeper into that yeah. so let us know what you think cool we really appreciate that
0: as always too there is social media linkedin facebook and we also have a youtube channel those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment a like of those kind of things just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us right jeff right we appreciate you all thank you Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based And it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.